welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. Um, this episode I am recording via USB microphone ATR2100, I think. Yes. And I am lying in bed because I'm tired as fuck. And my volume looks very low. I don't know if I can adjust the gain via USB. Um, so I guess I'm just going to have to project. I don't know. This podcast is, is a real shit show. You know what I mean? It's just terrible. Low effort, low quality, monotone, dumbass voice. Um, anyway, this is the fifth the fifth episode of this podcast, I think. In this episode, I will be talking about the Fantastic Beasts trilogy. Um, in a previous episode, I talked about The Good Nurse starring uh, Eddie Redmayne as serial killer Charlie Cullen. And I was so impressed and taken aback by his performance that I thought, you know, maybe I should give those Fantastic Beast movies another try. And I actually wanted to watch Dumbledore, The Secrets of Dumbledore, because that's the first one that I... Not first one. It's the only one I haven't seen yet. But I decided to walk down memory lane and check out FB1, FB2, and FB3. And we will get to it by the end of the episode. Before we get to that, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Super Mario Brother Super. I don't even know what it's called. The Super Mario Brothers movie, Super Mario movie, that's coming out. Trailer number two dropped, and I think it looks pretty good. Um, I'm excited for it. I. I like Anya Taylor-Joy a lot, and I enjoyed her voice in the trailer. Um, I like Jack Black a lot. You know, I have a feeling that Chris Pratt, he's going to, he's just going to be there. You know, the movie looks great, and it looks like it's going to be an epic adventure. And I don't think Chris Pratt is going to make or break the movie I think he's just going to be there, you know, regardless of if he's bad or not effective or maybe great. Who knows? But I I don't think anyone's going to be talking about Chris Pratt after watching this movie. That's my feeling. I don't know. Maybe people will be like, oh, he's a great actor. Actually, people were saying that before. Like, I, I posted a video a while back, like, why Chris Pratt? Why? And one one person was like, no, actually, I saw I saw comments on another video, and they were like, Chris Pratt's a great actor. Is he? He plays Chris Pratt in every Chris Pratt movie. Uh, anyway, I, I've talked about Chris Pratt before. Um, uh, I was surprised that at the Mario Kart sequence. I don't know how big that's going to be in the movie, but that was... It looks awesome. The whole movie looks awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's just going to be a fun, epic escape from reality. 
And that's what we all need on a hourly basis, in my opinion. So I'm looking forward to it. I saw the trailer for uh, Indiana Jones 5. I still haven't seen 4. Um, yeah, it looks, you know, it looks fine. It looks good. I'll, I'll see it eventually. I, I gotta see 4. I feel like I should rewatch the original trilogy before I watch 4. Um, you know, they talked about it on the We'll See You in Hell podcast, a possible time travel. I, I don't know. I guess I'm not all that into Indiana Jones. I don't know. I tried rewatching the first one. And it was kind of boring. Uh, I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I know that's blasphemy to the rest of the world, but it was kind of boring. And at one point, I, I don't like this trope in movies where he thinks the girl died. I don't know who the girl, I don't know who the actress is. I don't know what the character's name is, but she's a brunette. And I'm much more familiar with the... I guess Temple of Doom with the blonde lady and the Asian boy because I didn't recognize this brunette lady and Indiana Jones thinks she dies and then he's all depressed and I'm like you you don't want to like identify the body or something why, why do you think automatically that she's dead that's how I felt in like Rush Hour 3 um that scene where Jackie Chan's like, all he wanted was some mushu. I'm like, you're a you're a police officer, aren't you're a detective? Actually, I don't know if he's a detective, but you don't even you don't even have a body identification, and you're already mourning the death of your best friend, Chris Tucker. Anyway, um, Indy Five, I'll watch it eventually. I need to watch four. I already said that. Uh, what else should I talk about? I went to a funeral the other day. Uh, relax. Take so take a relaxy cab. All right. There was no one close to me. It was a relative of an in-law. I didn't want to go to the funeral, but you know, social mandates and familial social mandates required my presence. Actually, I was more of a driver. Um, and throughout the whole ceremony, I just felt, I just kept thinking about jokes throughout the whole thing. Not out of disrespect, that's just, that's just how I cope with the world and how with sad, emotional, uncomfortable situations. You know, I in a previous episode, I talked about under the skin. And lately, I've been feeling like an alien observing the human species because like on social media i i understand like i understand humans i i i'm probably human who knows or maybe i'm dancer but um ching um i i get why people do the social media thing i'm i'm on there i understand i've observed them i've participated before but i don't know people I find people to be dumb a lot of the time. Like recently on social media, on Instagram, there was this whole AI portrait thing where 
you put a self i guess you upload a selfie and they automatically generate a bunch of ai great looking ai portraits and that's this new trend you know all this dumb social media social media um trends so a bunch of people do it they're like it looks great oh my gosh and then and then you see some posts going before like long threads don't do it i did it but i i will never show these pictures because i realized that this app is going to take away the jobs and livelihoods of real artists who work uh, their whole lives and they pay a lot of money for art school so don't do it please and then a lot of people agree with that oh yeah you're right you're right you're right and then another person I saw today was like, Cue the trolls in three, two, one. People just trying to enjoy a harmless thing. The only predictable thing is your predictable shittiness. It's it's interesting to to observe people implode and explode on each other. And, you know, I'm I am human, like I said, I think. So I'm not saying I'm beyond it or above it, but it's I've been trying to to stand back and just observe human behavior because a lot of the times they're dumbasses. I I see like I downloaded the Nextdoor app based on Pat Walsh's recommendation a while ago, and then I took it off my phone, but I still get the email subscriptions because it's really invasive and uh, disturbing. And these people are like, is anyone on here? Da, 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 da. Or they're like, beware. There's a creepy man walking across the this intersection. And I'm just like, that man is probably on this app. Watching your comments, laughing. And they're, they know where you live. And they know where your location will be. I, I don't know. Um, it's it's interesting and funny to observe to 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 step back and observe stupid be- human behavior. It's why fail videos are so popular. It's it's why I don't know. It's why I don't know why. You know, every time I I don't put on Nora Jones on in the car a lot. I don't. I really don't. But every time I do, which is not a lot. My mom always goes, isn't she boring? And I have no argument, mom. I I have no argument. But I like some of her music. I like Come Away With Me and um, Sunrise I like a lot. Sunrise, sunrise. Uh, that was sad and disturbing. What else did I... I was at a funeral. Oh, I had a rap. I'm 11 minutes in. I don't know why anyone would be listening to this or would be continuing listening to it. If anyone found this episode, they're like, I came here to listen about the Fantastic Beast trilogy. And he's talking about a funeral. I'll just give you one of the highlight jokes that I thought of. It's not even a joke. It's just... I am Filipino-American, 
and the family is Filipino-American. We're all brown. And there was one white lady that I didn't recognize. And in my head, I was just like, who's this white lady? She's a witch. Get her. Uh, that's, that's, uh, I just thought it was funny. Um, what else is there? I had a rattling exchange at a Kohl's recently. I went to Kohl's with my wife and I was just minding my business. For some reason, I'm going to describe what I was wearing. Just, I don't know if that factors into the situation, but. I was wearing a Simpsons shirt that says Body by Duff. I was wearing shorts and flip-flops. Wearing glasses, unshaven beard, not too long, just unshaven, short hair. I don't look good. I'm a little overweight. I'm not a good-looking man. This guy comes up to me, and he goes, I have one ear... Uh, airpod in my left ear and in general i'm like i feel like i have the vibe of please don't talk to me anyone ever just you know hunched over looking down at the floor shoulders rolled and down and like i give the vibe of please do not disturb me i'm thinking about porn and this guy comes out to me. He goes, you're not cold? And I, immediately I'm like, oh, jeez, what the fuck? So I, I stop, probably listen to We'll See You in Hell. I stop it on my phone. And I was like, what? He's like, you're not cold? I'm like, nah. And he's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm freezing. Are you from California? I'm like, yeah. We're we're in California. Uh, I understand there are tourists that pass through, but I don't say this to him. I just go, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, you're lucky. I'm jealous. I'm cold. I got layers. What's your ethnicity? And he's like, you're you're obviously Asian. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Filipino. He's like, ah, Filipino. And then he was like, well, nice to meet you, man. And I was like, nice to meet you, too. I I try to be polite, but in my head, I'm like, nice to meet you? We didn't exchange names or numbers. This isn't a social gathering. This isn't a networking event. We're at a Kohl's. Nice to meet you. And he's and then he's just like, I'm jealous. I'm cold over here. And, and I will say he wasn't. He didn't look like a scraggly. Like a homeless, crazy man. He looked like a young, thin, good looking, well-dressed man, which rattled me even more, because if he looked like a crazo, I would have just walked away and been like, uh, sorry, man, I got to go. But he was like. He was fairly friendly. No, he wasn't fairly friendly. He was friendly. But I'm like, what 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 is this? And in my head I'm thinking he must work for like what not to wear. And he's like recruiting contestants or something. Or he's a recruiter for like 
Survivor or something. I don't know what the fuck it was about. And, you know, I apologize. People have approached me. There was an old man at a casino who approached me. And he was Filipino. And he heard my wife talking Tagalog. And he started talking to us. And we we, we were not interested in talking to him. And I'm sorry. Like, we don't mean to be rude, but... I don't know. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I said after I walked away from this guy, I walked briskly to my car and waited for my wife to resume her purchases and meet me in the car. It kind of freaked me out, to be honest. Um, I don't know why strangers constantly talk to me as if I give the vibe that I am open to conversation. I don't, I try to be polite, but I'm not friendly. I'm not gregarious. And these aren't social settings. One guy approached me at work. He's like, have you ever been to Ren Fair? I'm like, no. What makes you think that I... Another guy at a casino was like, so do you uh, live in Temecula? I was like, no, sir. I am in line for the $20 gift certificate that I have at this restaurant. <sighs> um, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. I'm 17 minutes in. I better get to the movies. Um, so it's interesting because after I watched... No, not after I watched... After the funeral where I, I tried to think of funny situations in my head... I made a mental note that I wanted to Google Catholic comedies because I just want, I, I grew, I was born and raised Catholic and I, I haven't really, I kind of stopped practicing a while back, but I am knowledgeable of the faith. And so I wanted to Google it to see, you know, to watch something funny. And I didn't tell this to my wife, but she started playing Father Stew. I believe it's on Netflix. Um, let me check my computer. Father Stu starring Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. It's a biographical 2022 drama film starring Mark Wahlberg as Stuart Long, a boxer turned Catholic priest who lives with a progressive muscle disorder. Written and directed by Rosalind Ross in her directorial debut. Produced on a budget of $4 million. Um, I don't understand this part. The film will be re-released on December 9th, 2022 as Father Stu Reborn in a recut intended for wider audiences. I don't know what that means. Um, let me see if I can find out more about that. I don't... What do you mean? A PG-13. So... I, I, I still am confused by that, but... Here's the thing. It's based on a true story. And the first 30-40 minutes of this movie I thought was great. And... 
Mark Wahlberg is tr- is trying to do this kind of like fast talking, like almost kind of like a hick Deadpool, where he's like, oh, I, I don't know, I don't even know a dialogue from the movie, but like a fast talking, quippy, um, smartass. And at first, I'm like, I'm not buying it. Mark Wahlberg's not that good of an actor, but I got over that real quick, and I started to enjoy the movie. And the first 30, 40 minutes, in my opinion, was really funny. And I was like, this is exactly what I needed. I was looking for a Catholic comedy. And this movie was delivering. Um, Here's the other cast. Jackie Weaver as the mother. Mel Gibson as the father. I liked Mel Gibson in this. Teresa Ruiz who I'm not familiar with. Um, Malcolm McDowell as Monsignor Kelly. Um, I I like the comedy aspects in this movie. It was really making me laugh. It was hitting that spot where I just wanted to laugh. And then... Uh, so the synopsis of this movie is he... He's this smart-ass guy. He he wants to become an actor, so he moves to L.A. And then he sees this beautiful woman who's very religious, so he's like, I'll be religious too. And then he gets into a motorcycle accident, and he has kind of a, sort of like a vision where he's like, God's telling me I have to spread God's word, blah, blah, blah. And the movie takes a real hard turn into like serious drama and um so he has this calling to become a priest and um Mel Gibson plays kind of like a hard ass father like they don't have a good relationship and then eventually it's revealed that he has a rare muscular disorder and he starts to lose function in Like, first his fingers. As soon as his fingers were, like, not working, I'm like, I said out loud to my wife, this movie is going to become depressing as fuck. And it did. He starts losing feeling in, like, his legs. He needs to be pushed around in a wheelchair. He has trouble taking a shit. And, like, there's tonal shifts in this movie. It's It almost reminded me of, like, a Filipino movie... For some reason, a bunch of Filipino movies has this formula where they try to make you laugh. They try to make you cry. They they take a bunch of tonal shifts, almost as if to say, look, audience, we can do everything. And that's how I felt about this movie. Because the first, I'll say it a third time, the first 40 minutes was very funny and I really liked it. Then, then it became a full-out drama. Then it became depressing and... So I understand why this movie got mixed reviews because they were probably thinking it's going to be a comedy and then it became a serious drama. And I don't. So I I don't even know how to market this movie. It's not a comedy. It's called a biographical drama. So I don't know. But I almost want to like 
I I hope I wish they would like recut the movie just the first forty minutes, call it a short film, and and have it be a short comedy starring Mark Wahlberg. Also, after this movie, my wife was like, "That guy's a good actor," <clears throat> and I don't disagree. Uh, by the end of this thing, I really believe that this guy had this transformation. At the beginning, he was like a hick Deadpool, and by the end, he was a legitimate priest. Um, I guess I recommend it. I I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Um, but I. I love the comedy bits the most about Father Stu. Um, rest in peace, Father Stuart Long. What uh, what else did I watch? Uh, Barbarian. I just finished Barbarian. Barbarian. The reason I watched it is because I, I didn't know anything about it. And I randomly Googled Georgina Campbell. Uh, I don't re I don't remember the reason why. I just Googled her, and I didn't realize that she was in it. She was in Barbarian, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. It's on HBO Max. <coughs> Barbarian. I feel like I'm breathing real loud. Barbarian is a 2022 American horror film written and directed by Zach. Kreger in his solo screening, writing, and directorial debut. Um, the film stars Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. So the synopsis of Barbarian is <coughs> this girl goes to, she goes to um, her Airbnb rental that she rented out a month ago and that she can't get in. And then she realizes quickly that there's someone in there already, a guy played by Bill Skarsgård. And so there's a little bit of conflict. He He's like, oh, I rented this place. And she's like, well, I rented it too. And they're like, what do we do? And so they start talking and then they're like, well, you can... S Bill Skarsgård is like, well, you can take the bed. I'll stay on the couch. Da, da, da. It's creepy because you don't really know where it's going. And um, I did not like Bill Skarsgård's character in it. Probably because I was jealous that he was got he was getting to speak so intimately to Georgina Campbell. So, spoiler alert for Barbarian. But Bill Skarsgård's character is, what do you call it, the red herring. He's just meant there for misdirection and whatnot. I, I don't know why I'm focusing on him, but I, I, think, I still think he was a creepy dude. Like, Because it feels like he set the whole thing up. It feels like he's the owner of the place. And he, like, pretended to be a guy who's renting the place at the same time she is. And there was a lot of coincidental things. And even though, spoiler alert, even though he ends up being killed and he was just a misdirect, I still didn't like his character. I still think he was creepy. And I was, like, sad that she was kind of falling for his, his wiles. 
or whatever you call it. But still, he his character does not compare to how terrible Justin Long's character is. Because they realize that there's this weird dungeon inside of this house. And Bill Skarsgård gets, gets killed by this creepy lady. And then the movie takes like a hard left turn and with peppy music and Justin Long is driving down a like it it feels like a Pacific Coast highway thing but he's in Michigan um and he's he's on a phone call and he's being accused of rape Justin Long's character not Justin Long you know what i noticed in movies for some reason whenever they mix live action with voiceover the voiceover always sounds way over the top and way cartoony you know what i mean like for example justin long's talking to his mom on the phone and the the mom should just be like oh please don't say that oh, that's that's mean but she's just she's like way over the top like oh please don't say that justin long that's mean Oh, I love you, honey. It's like, it's like a, they can't get over like a radio play or something. I don't know. It it always feels way overperformed. Maybe just because I'm particularly observant of that kind of things now. But um, thirty minute mark. So Justin Long's character, he's he's an asshole. He's accused of rape, and then he reveals that he pretty much raped her. And he's in, you know, he's in denial. It's one of those things where he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I didn't, I didn't rape her at first. Okay, I'll be honest. At first, she she wasn't into it. Okay, but I was persistent, and then she totally was. All right, it's one of those things. And but he's a he's an asshole. He's gross. He's disgusting." He goes to his house that he owns and he investigates. Um, he realizes someone's in the house because he sees their things. He ends up falling into this pit and there's this weird, crazy lady. I won't, I guess I won't go further, but I liked it. I did feel my attention span getting a little short towards the end of this movie. Um, I found it fine. I, I really like Georgina Campbell. I became a big fan of hers after her Black Mirror episode. And I haven't seen her in anything since. I always get her confused with, um, Zoe Kravitz for some reason. I don't know why they don't really look like each other, but they have similar vibes to me. And every time I saw Zoe Kravitz in a movie or in a trailer, I assumed it was Georgina Campbell, but it was always Zoe Kravitz. And so I've never seen, I haven't seen Georgina Campbell in anything since Black Mirror. And so I'm happy to see her in this. 
I thought she was good in the movie. Um, the movie was fine. I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was incredible. I just thought it was fine. Should you watch it? Sure. Some cool things like when when she's trying to get into that house and this guy's running after her, that really creeped me out and that was a fun misdirect that was revealed towards the end of the movie. Um and that one guy what's his name? Richard Brake. I've seen him a, I've seen him in like three movies recently. I saw him in Doom. I think it was Doom. Yeah, Doom. That's the first time I uh, was aware of his existence, even though it says here he played Joe Chill in Batman Begins. But the first time I like noticed him was when I watched Doom recently. And then I, I just I tried to watch the monsters. I could not get through it, but it was fun seeing him in it. And now I saw him again in Barbarian. He was great in this in in a few, in a small. Um, he doesn't say much, but he's a he's a creep in this. So Barbarian, check it out. All My Friends Hate Me. Is that on Netflix? Um, yeah, I think that's the one Pat Walsh was talking about. Um, Alright, let's move on to the movies of the hour. The Fantastic Beasts Trilhoji. Um, so, I watched... Fantastic Beasts won in theatrically in 2016. And I remember kind of hating it. Um, I was, my, my wife fell asleep hard during the movie. She was probably snoring and I didn't even bother waking her up. And I just was not into it, you know, um, I remember when the credits rolled, I turned to my wife and I was like, I kind of hated it. It's very disappointing. I remember kids clapping at the end of this movie like, ah, oh, bravo, bravo. And I was really not into it. I just didn't like it. So I rewatched it recently. And I liked it significantly more than the first time. That happens to me sometimes. First time I saw Interstellar, I thought was slow and boring. And every subsequent time, I've loved it. This movie, I didn't love the second time around, but I liked it a lot more. I just liked the weirdness of it. And the sequence where he brings uh, Jacob down into the case. And he's showing him all the different beasts and he's talking to him one second, and the next second he's doing some weird creature call, like, la, 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 la. <laughs> that sequence for some reason just made me laugh at how dumb and weird and silly it was. And for that, I give the movie credit because it just 
it just made me laugh. I thought it was pretty fun. And the interesting thing about this movie is that plot-wise, um, Newt's commander and his crazy suitcase of beasts is not the main plot. Actually, I, w- I want to mention that I kept laughing because I was reminded of Pat Walsh's... D- he he reviews Fantastic Beasts in one of the episodes. I don't remember which one of We'll See You in Hell. But he said, he said, this movie is awful. Um, this wizard guy carries around a, a, an awful sack of, full of beasts. And he's like, to tame this dragon, we have to throw a cockroach at it. I was like, what? You're a wizard. You can do anything you want. Um, I think it's very funny. But the the plot, like Newt's commander and his sack of beasts is not even the main plot of this movie. So the main plot is that there's this thing called an obscurial, and it happens when like young wizards either suppress their magic or are unable to suppress their magic. So this dark creature comes out of it. I forgot about all that, but um, Colin Farrell's character is trying to find this obscurial and use it to, I don't know, destroy the world or something. And so the the obscurial is like kind of this, you know, mystical, weird, I maybe perhaps invisible force. And they're all kind of blaming it on Newt's commander and his suitcase of beasts. But really, it's just a wild coincidence. So he has, he's not really part of the main plot. It's just a, a coincidence. And yet, the name of the movie is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I didn't mind. I, I'm not saying this as a complaint. I'm just saying that <clears throat> his whole s- subplot is a, a coincidence against the backdrop of the actual plot, which is Colin Farrell, who is actually... Grindelwald. Um, <coughs> by the way, my favorite character, number one by far, is played by Alison Sudol, a.k.a. A Fine Frenzy. Her entrance into the movie, she's like, she has this, she's like soft-spoken, but she has a, a gentle, uh, adorable New York accent, and she's like, oh, Tina, you brought men home. And Tina's like, this is Newt and Jacob. Tina, can you put something on? And she's like, sure, honey. And she, like, magically puts on clothes because she's wearing, like, a nightgown of sorts. And then second place is Jacob Kowalski, and the two of them together are, like, adorable. Um... I thought this watch was fun. And I like Eddie Redmayne as an actor. I don't blame him for this, but he's just not really a compelling protagonist, you know? 
Eddie Redmayne plays him as an eccentric wizard who's obsessed with magical creatures and he he wants to protect them he loves them and he wants to care for them and protect them and he's writing a book and he plays it that way but he's not he's not really a strong protagonist but maybe that's the point you know maybe the point of the movie is that you know they don't all have to be uh, a leading man or a leading woman they the the protagonist of your life is you you know what i mean um let's i i've never liked ezra miller i'm sorry but i just never have you know ezra miller was the flash and i i just didn't understand that decision especially after grant gustin was just killing it on the flash tv show um, John Voight is in this movie. Um, they try. I'll get to this later, but John Voight is part of a, a a slight political subplot in this movie. Like it felt shoehorned in there. The scenes were with Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller. I felt like the movie halted to a complete stop in terms of fun and adventure and excitement. But I found the movie to be whimsical and fun and a fun adventure. And I liked it a lot more this time around. That's Fantastic Beasts 1. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And did it to a 41 minute mark. And on to. Crimes of Grindelwald. I watched this movie at home because I didn't feel like watching it. I, this is the second time I watched it. So the first time I watched it, I watched it at home because I didn't feel like watching it in theater. I didn't feel like bringing my wife to it. Um, I did not. I, I remember liking it okay the first time around because I was so disappointed with the first Fantastic Beasts. So the first time around, I remember liking it fine. But this second time around, I really did not like it. Um, and it's interesting how little I remembered about this movie. For some reason, I thought that Catherine Waterston was not in this movie. But she was. She was pretty prominent in this movie. And it's the third one that she's barely in. Um, I just felt like the movie was very convoluted. Fairly boring. There's only one beast in it that I can remember. Which is the Owo. Which is like the... It looks like a giant Chinese dragon. I feel like they shouldn't have called it Fantastic Beasts. They might as well have just called it The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, because there's only one beast that I can remember. In it. And, you know, those spirit cats, Magadagats or whatever. There, perhaps there were more. Um, speaking of Zoe Kravitz, she's in this. She's, you know, fine. She, 
not not really a juicy roll, I would say. The the thing I hate most about this movie is that they turned Allison Sudol into kind of a bad guy. Spoiler alert. Not only that, but like the first I forgot to mention, the first movie ends, it's like a really sweet ending where they have to obliviate uh, Jacob Kowalski's memory, kind of like Men in Black erasure, but because the president of the magic ministry or whatever, she's like, um, you have to obliviate him. No witnesses. It's the law. So they do it, and then he, they like, they like run away. They disappear, and he's like, "What the fuck? I'm just standing here in the rain." And then he's backed in his uh, bakery, and then all of a sudden, Queenie's in front of him, and he, she smiles, he smiles, and you don't really know if, if he remembers her. And then credits. It's really sweet, really great ending. And then in this movie, she's like drinking the Kool-Aid of of Jack Sparrow's dick, you know? And I, I didn't like that turn in her character. I And I feel like she was so good. I mean, I don't blame her. I don't blame Alison Sudol. But I loved her character so much in the first one. And this one, they, they kind of like threw her away. Dan Fogler didn't have much to do in this movie. Um, convoluted plot involving Zoe Kravitz and her brother. And um, the movie was like the, the movie culminates in finding out the heritage or what do you call it? The lineage of who Credence barebone really is and i was like this is so dumb who cares i don't care and you know that's probably me taking my opinion of ezra miller's as an actor but i don't care about the actor i don't care about the the character the uh character so the end of this movie they're like you are aurelius dumbledore i'm like who f- cares I forgot to mention in the theater when they revealed that Colin Farrell was Johnny Depp. There was a people were like, "What the fuck? Johnny Depp's in this?" And um, I didn't like this movie. I just felt like it was very convoluted. Um, the whole lineage thing. I felt like this should have been a 20 to 30 minute short film in between the two movies. Um, but they made it into a full blown, full fleek, full length feature. And I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, I feel like they put Zoe Kravitz in the worst one of these, which is unfortunate. Um, it was a pretty big letdown in my opinion. Um, I, I just didn't like it. I don't know what to say. Um, and finally, you know what's interesting? Um, let me, hold on. Let me get to the secrets of Dumbledore. 
let me just quickly mention that um, this character Abernathy. I don't know anything about this guy. Um, hold on. Let me control F this motherfucker. Um, Abernathy. So it says Cathing. Casting. Oh my gosh, I just said Cathing. What the fuck is that? Kevin Guthrie, who played Abernathy in the first two installments, was set to return but was fired before production due began due to his trial and eventual conviction in a sexual assault case. I don't I don't know Kevin Guthrie. But I I don't know what I want to say here. He he looks like a sexual assaultist. You know what I mean? Like even before reading what happened to him. In the first one, he has a small role. And I'm like, what's this guy doing in here? He looks like a 10-year-old. He's supposed to be playing a, a someone who works in the, the ministry. He kind of looks creepy. And then in the second one, he has no dialogue because they removed his tongue. Because they thought he was Grindelwald, so they removed his tongue. So he has no dialogue, but he's in the movie. Still gives me a creepy vibe. I don't know what it is about this guy. And then I was reading about Secrets of Dumbledore, and he he was convicted of, of sexual assault. And I don't know. He just he seems like he seems like the type, even without reading anything. Um. Let's so let's get to the movie. I liked Secrets of Dumbledore a lot. I, I will say it's the best of the three. Um, or maybe one and three go hand in hand. Um, the second one is just really bad. But I liked how this one, it begins, it's, it's dark. Like in the beginning of this movie, Newt's commander is like, He's he's overseeing the birth of a chillin, which is like, in real life, it's like a real Chinese mythical creature. Not a real creature, but a mythical creature in real life. And, you know, there are these bad guys, and they're like, wand shoot, shooting their wands at um, Newt's commander, and it's dark, and it's creepy, it's scary, and it's exciting. And I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I think Ezra Miller's long hair helped them out a lot. Because in the first one, Ezra Miller's Credence's hair was ridiculous. In the second one, Credence's hair was a little better. But in the third one, the long hair fits the character more a lot more in my opinion. Um Johnny Depp in the second one he he was fine, you know. Uh, he was fine. In the third one first of all, I had a little trouble accepting Mads Mikkelsen because 
you know, minutes before I was watching Johnny Depp play Grindelwald and all of a sudden it's Mads Mikkelsen. But I will say immediately Mads Mikkelsen, he has, he's probably a better actor. Let's be honest. If you haven't seen The Hunt, go watch The Hunt starring Mads Mikkelsen. Amazing performance in an amazing movie. But he's automatically he's more menacing and the tone is a lot darker and Johnny Depp's uh, his hair was weird in the second movie he looked like like David Bowie or a rock star or something and Mads Mikkelsen he like in the second one you're focusing on his looks on his hair you're like what the fuck is this hair Mads Mikkelsen, you're you're not. You're focusing on his performance, and I think he puts on a much better performance, much more menacing, much more darker performance than Johnny Depp did in number two. Um, so the synopsis of Secrets of Dumbledore is, well, it's probably a little convoluted too, but so at the beginning, as I mentioned. Newt's commander is overseeing the birth of this chillin and Credence leads a group of Grindelwald's followers and steals the chillin but doesn't realize that there were twin chillins. It's very sad when the mother chillin is killed and dies. And they take the chillin back to Grindelwald and Grindelwald sadly kills the baby chillin and the chillin is used to kind of predict the future they're very respected creatures and so you know dumbledore entrusts newt's commander to we have to stop grindelwald from taking over the world basically basically grindelwald he, he, I guess he hates humans, you know, you, and you can't help but be reminded of Hitler, just like Voldemort. And, you know, in a sense, Trump, because these people who they want to gain power because they want to enforce division, they want, they want this war you know, you can't help but remind about the parallels of reality and racism and all this stuff. And so Grindelwald wants, he hates nomadges. He hates muggles. And he thinks they're the more, you know, magic people are the future and the more powerful of the group. So he wants to gain power so he can wage war against the muggles. And he wants to rule the world. He wants to rule the human world and rule the magic world. And there are some people who believe in that. And he he's like, you know, we shouldn't be in hiding. We should rule over them. And some people agree with it. That's why uh, Queenie kind of is like, I don't think we should not be allowed to marry humans. Da, 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 da. Um, so he gains a following. A lot of this movie, unfortunately, and this reminds me of like 
in Star Wars, they, there doesn't need to be a focus on politics. I mean, it's Star Wars. You know what I mean? And they try to ground it in reality and they try to, you know, keep the parallels with our real, re with reality apparent. But it brings the, the movies down to a screeching halt. So a lot of this movie is like dealing with like a candidate dinner. Um, politics of seeing who will be the next leader, Santos or or Liu, Liu, and Grindelwald gets the popular vote, I guess. And so Grindelwald uses the dead chillin, reanimates it, and curses it, bewitches it. So that the children will bow, bow before him and choose him as their next leader. And then Credence comes in and Credence is like, no, he has tricked all of you. And, you know, there's a pretty cool sequence where they have like six duplicates of, the, of Newt's commander's case. I, I thought this movie was pretty fun. And uh, there's this girl who I was not familiar with. Jessica Williams, I thought, was a very welcome addition to the cast, to the ragtag team. Um, I w I'm not familiar with her, but I liked her. Um, it says... She she was in Crimes of Grindelwald. I don't remember her in that movie. Maybe she was in a deleted scene or something, but... Um, I thought the movie was pretty fun. I, I, I liked the dark, darker tone of, with this movie. And unfortunately, it was the lowest grossing film of the Wizard Wizarding World franchise. So it had a budget of 200 mil. It grossed 405 mil, lowest grossing of the franchise. Um, possibly due to COVID, possibly because maybe people were so disappointed with the second one. That's why I didn't watch it in theaters. This movie came out in March, April... 2022 I didn't see it until it was on HBO Max in December 2022 and um, so at the end of this movie you know they, they thwart they thwart oh do they thwart they thwart Grindelwald's plans Grindelwald disappears, and at the end of the movie, Queenie and Jacob, spoiler alert, get married. They're all there, and um, Dumbledore has a conversation with Newt. It's kind of a bromance thing, I guess, but I liked it. They're like, um, thank you, Newt. I couldn't have done it without you, and Newt was like, I'll do it again. If ever you ask. And. You know. I like the dynamic. Between the two of them. Because it's. It's different. Obviously it's different between. 
Harry Potter and Dumbledore. It's almost like he's talking to Harry Potter if he grew up into an adult. That's the kind of feeling I'm getting. And it's interesting to see Dumbledore with a... I don't know if you would call it a peer. But kind of a peer figure rather than a an old man young student figure cuz in the eight movies he's he's an old man and he's just dealing mostly with Harry Potter who's a very young boy but in this one i like that they have kind of more of a peer bromance between Newt Scamander and Dumbledore i like that that dynamic and i like that they explored it I remember one time I read that, never mind, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. We'll do it live. Um, so I like this movie the best out of the three. I don't know if you would uh, agree or disagree, mostly because I have no idea who you are. Critical response. A particular focus of praise from some reviews was that Mads Mikkelsen outperformed Johnny Depp in the role of Grindelwald. Yeah, that's about right. 46% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Consensus states, Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore avoids some of the pitfalls that played its predecessor but lacks much of the magic that drew audiences into the wizarding world many movies ago. Um, I forgot to mention... Um, where am I at time-wise? Oh my gosh, I'm past the hour. <sighs> okay, I gotta go quick. I'll mention two things, and then I'm outsies. Um... I forgot to mention that I was thinking how epic it would have been if that first Fantastic Beast movies, they used puppets instead of CGI. These movies, particularly the second one, or maybe all of them, are CGI'd within an inch of their lives, and it's ridiculous and it's stupid. I kept imagining, like, if they had all these wonderful, amazing, awesome puppet beasts in that first Fantastic Beast movie, they would probably still be talking about it today, I think, in my opinion. Uh, maybe I'd be wrong. And, you know, it has its moments, you know, when he's cuddling Pickett, it's cute. When he's, po po um, I forget the, the platypus's name or whatever. You know, it's cute, but you know it's all fake. You know it's CGI. You know it's... And I, I'm I'm not saying, like, a puppet is real, but a puppet is something that... You, you know, Kermit is... It feels real in your heart. And so does Miss Piggy and all those. And, you know, Falcor and all this stuff. And how... how I just kept thinking, like, how... It would have been so epic to have these giant puppet beasts... And, of course, they weren't going to take that risk. They're like, no, it's got to be CGI. It's got to be CGI. This has to be real. This has to be real. It has to be so real that it's made in a computer. Um, that's the one point I wanted to make. Second one is that 
Um, in November, here's a note about future on the Wikipedia page. In November 2022, it was reported that Warner Brothers Discovery was not actively planning to continue the film series or to develop any films related to the Wizarding World franchise. That was just a month ago. And that made me a little sad. So, like, initially I thought, do I care if they make more of these movies? Initially I was like, no, not really. But then I was like, yeah, the ending to Secrets of Dumbledore, it it ends with a quiet whimper. You know what I mean? It's not resolved. Um, Queenie and Jacob get married. They have a small ceremony. They don't really show it, but they get they all get together and they're celebrating. I don't know why Dumbledore was not invited or went to the wedding. It was kind of sad. He just walks away. And it's not resolved. Grindelwald is still alive. He's still... He's probably working on getting followers and gain more power. And there should be an epic fight because they broke the blood path, blood oath between the two of them. So now they can fight again. And there should be an epic battle between the two most powerful wizards, Grindelwald and um, Dumbledore. Man, I sound like a real nerd right now. And so just a month ago, it was reported that they are not planning to make more movies, probably because the budget for this was 200 mil and it only grossed 405 mil. So for me, I think if it's kind of a bummer. I enjoyed one and three a lot. Two, I did not. But that's it. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to reboot. I believe Harry Potter came out in 2001. That was 21 years ago. So, I don't know what their plans are. I mean, J.K. Rowling is still rich as fuck. She should just fund it herself, you know? So, like, uh, reach into the the anals of her anus. Oh, looky here. I Here's 500 million pounds I found in the crack of my ass. Let's use this money for... Uh, Fantastic Beast 4. I don't know what, what that was. Also, Minerva McGonagall is in it, but they barely show her face. I don't know what that was about. They, like, never close up on her face. They always mention her name, Minerva. Minerva uh, McGonagall will take care of you. Minerva McGonagall. And they never close up on her face. I don't know if that was intentional. I'm sure it was, but uh, that was a little weird. That's all I've got to say. I'm at an hour six. Um, I hope you're doing well. It's December 5th. I'm recording this. Uh, happy holidays. Stay warm. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. And say hi to your pets for me.